Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Today is Thursday, June 16th. Welcome to our radio show. I'm glad to be with you today on a very nice, warm mid-June here in northern Nevada. We're enjoying good weather along with good prospects for understanding the real estate market. You know, a lot of us have been wanting to buy real estate for a year, two, three, or four, and the prices just continue to move up and up and up. But recent announcements by the Federal Reserve, by the President of the U.S., by other entities across the country that have an impact on the home buyer's market are signaling that there may be a change down the road. Now, they're not signaling these things directly, but if you really analyze what people are saying, it might be a good idea to watch the market for a little while because all indications from historical viewpoints are pointing to an adjustment in many things, including the price of homes in America. Want to learn more? Stay tuned. We'll talk about that and a look at the stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors after this message. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. You're tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, and I am Peter Padilla, your host. Glad to be with you today. I'm a big believer in understanding your community, caring about your community, whether you're a renter or a home buyer or a home seller, you have to care about the people that you are surrounded by every day. The Truckee Meadows here in northern Nevada, it's not a large place, but we need to understand what some of the needs are in order to make life better for ourselves and for others. One of the big needs in the northern part of the U.S., in the northern part of the state, is child care for young people. I mean people that are really young, six months to five years old. Before they're even in kindergarten, these kids need guidance, help, and a way to gain some knowledge before they hit that big year in kindergarten. The challenge is many of their parents would love to work, would love to generate income to be part of the economy, but they can't because childcare is so expensive. That's why I'm happy to tell you a little bit about Community Services Agency programs. Two of them are outstanding. Head Start and Early Head Start for Young People. This program is outstanding. I visited all of their facilities here in northern Nevada, and you talk about some caring teachers and role models for these young kids. It's really outstanding. Great nutrition and safety, of course, at these schools is the number one focus 
for all students and staff at Head Start and Early Head Start at Community Services Agency. Right now, they're looking for people who want to help, want to be teachers. You get paid, of course, but think about what you really give back to your community and to the young people who are, in fact, our future leaders. There might even be a future statesman or statesperson in this group of young people. I'm encouraging you to learn more and do your part. Help out our local community. Call Community Services Agency, 775-786-6023, or visit the website, csareno.org, and tell them Peter sent you. Today, it's like every other day so far this year, when you look at real estate, the prices continue to go up and up. We're going to start by talking about what the stats are saying to us here in northern Nevada as far as the median sales prices. You know, it wasn't long ago that we were in the $300,000 range, the $400,000 range. About a year ago, we're in the $500,000 range. Ladies and gentlemen, Reno Sparks is now in the $600,000 range for a median home price. What does that mean, median home price? It means half the homes in the area sold for more than a certain number and half sold for less than a certain number. Here in northern Nevada, Reno and Sparks, 517 sales were completed last month. Half of those were for more than $615,000. Half of them were for less than $615,000. But still, that is a lot of money. And you wonder, how, how might you ever be able to afford? Well, we're going to talk about that later in the show, but I want to tell you that there were, again, 517 sales that uh, yielded a median home price of $615,000 in Reno Sparks. How long were those homes on the market when they first went for sale? Well, earlier this year, the days on market was down to as low as five, but things are softening up as that number goes up. Right, They're on the market a little bit longer. That means people aren't pulling the trigger quite as fast. So how many days on the market? Seven. Two more days. That's not a whole lot, really. Just two more days. But at least it's heading in the right direction. That means the market is cooling slightly from red hot maybe down to pink hot. It's just barely, barely cooled off. Seven days on the market. Well, that is uh, uh, up, believe it or not, from last month. It's up by 16.7%, and it's up by 40%. So last year, it was down in the three and four days to contract. These homes were on the market, and then instantly people found them and were making offers. The list price received is another great indicator. If somebody lists their home for sale for, let's say, $500,000, and they sell it for $500,000, then the list price received is at exactly 100%. It means they sold the home for exactly what they listed the home. But, of course, we know that lately people are offering more for a home that's being for sale just to be in the running to be able to buy that home because there's so many people looking at every single home that comes available. So how do you stand out sometimes? You offer just a little bit more, and maybe that's enough for the seller to decide to pick you as the buyer. The list price received this past month was 100.9%. Let's round it up. 1% more than the price, the list price of the home. So at $500,000, 
5% of that would be $25,000. $25,000 over the list price in order to get to that 1% above. The sold per square foot, it's up to now to $336 per square foot. You talk to some old-timers or even people that have been around for just a few years, $336 per square foot is huge. It's up 1.8% from the month before, but up 18% in just one year. How many new listings do we have for the coming month? Well, right now we're looking at 735 new listings that are going to be available. That's up pretty substantially from last year at 18.4%, but it's down just about 1.7% from last month. Still, I believe we're going to continue to see homes for sale because people can get such great prices when they find that the time is right for them to sell. And so how many months of inventory do we have? If all the homes sold out and there were no more left, how long would it take for them to sell out? It is 1.5 months supply. In a typical average Con, you know, consistent market, you're looking at anywhere from four to six months. So we still have a big shortage of homes compared to the demand. So we've been talking about numbers from Reno Sparks. So I want to give you just some ideas what it would look like if you separated Reno and Sparks. If you're looking at just Reno, well, instead of being $615,000, the median sales price is $630,000. And that also means that there were less sales, of course. So of the 517 sales that were closed last month, 373 were closed in Reno. So Reno is still the more popular of the two areas as far as total, total, item, total houses to be closed. The price received is still the same at 100.9%. But, of course, the square, cost per square foot sold in Reno is up to $348 as opposed to the $336 if you average the two together. Let's talk about Sparks alone because some people say, well, you know, Reno, Sparks, it's about the same. Maybe homes are a little bit less expensive in Sparks or Reno, but it really doesn't. It's not enough to be significant. Well, those were the old days. There is some significance in the difference in price right now. The median sales price, Reno, Sparks, I apologize, Reno alone is $630,000, but Sparks alone is $570,000. That's $60,000 difference. It's starting to turn into real change. It's almost a 10% decrease in price if you look at Reno versus Sparks. Of course, not as many closed sales there, 144 in Sparks, but still, your sold per square foot is substantially less Compare that to Reno alone, $348 per square foot in Reno, $308 per square foot in Sparks. Not as many new homes for sale in Sparks, not as many new listings. There's only 247 coming up and uh, a total of 234 in active inventory. But still, if you can save or you need to save $60,000 in the median home price purchase, I recommend you look at Sparks alone. Start to separate that out. You'll see that there's a substantial savings when you move just a little bit to the east. Heck, you won't even know it by traffic-wise. It all seems kind of the same, doesn't it?
Well, speaking of traffic, let's talk about an area where there might be less traffic, but it's still within our local area, and maybe there's a better price there. I think you know what I'm talking about. My favorite small town in northern Nevada, Fernley, Nevada, get this. Instead of having a median home price of $630,000, like we have in Reno, the median sales price in Fernley, Nevada, just 35 miles away, $419,000. Ladies and gentlemen, that's over $200,000 difference for the same basic, typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage home. Of course, the only difference is that you're about half hour to 45 minutes from the airport instead of just a few minutes. But still, $200,000 difference to purchase a home in Fernley. And the way Fernley's growing, the way northern Nevada is growing, the Truckee Meadows, it won't be too long before they're all kind of connected. In fact, they are kind of connected already. Take a drive if you haven't been there lately. It really is a pleasant drive. And if you especially are living in Sparks or working in Sparks, you're even closer to Fernley than you are in the general area of Truckee Meadows, Reno, Sparks, South DeMonte area. That's a lot further than Sparks. You're really pretty close. In Fernley, Nevada, when you look at the number of closed sales, of course there's going to be less. 52 versus 144 in Sparks and 373 in Reno. But the list price received, instead of being 100.9%, it's really only 100.1%. Essentially, it's flat. People ask to, buy, to sell a home for X dollars, $500,000, $300,000, in this case $400,000. And when it gets sold, it's right there at about the same price. So you don't have the overbidding situation nearly to the same extent in Fernley that you would have in Sparks or Reno. Sold per square foot, it's only $241 versus $308 in Sparks and $348 in Reno. They do have some new listings coming up. 62 is the number they show for the next month, and, and uh, they've got over two months of supply of inventory. That's almost double what you see in the Reno Sparks area. So, there's a way to reduce your cost of a home. Just have to look a little further than your bullseye target. Maybe go near that second circle. Fernley, Nevada. Check it out. Google it. Find out more about Fernley Real Estate. Call your favorite realtor or give us a call here at Sage International. 775-786-5515 and we'll connect you with what could be the best real estate deal you ever imagined. We'll be back with more on Nevada Real Estate Radio talking about how home buyers can use cash to gain an edge in our super hot market. Back after this. Remember the heat from last summer? Remember how the sun can damage your flooring, furniture, and window coverings? Energy efficiency meets style and comfort when you get SunTech solar screening for your windows or sliding doors. You get more comfort and you save money with SunTech. Call for a free estimate, 352-9396. Get SunTech Solar Screening, 352-9396. Or go online, suntechsolarscreens.com. Call SunTech Solar Screening. 
If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency Head Start or Early Head Start programs. Hi, my name is Brandy Dunbar and I've lived here in Reno my entire life. I've worked for child care for the last 17 years and I just started working here at CSA about a year ago and I absolutely love it. Here at CSA, teachers have more time to plan, more time to teach, and more time to play. Call 786-6023. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? Call 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. And you're tuned in to our radio show, Nevada Real Estate Radio. We are now in our 17th year of weekly broadcasts. Wow. I've talked to a lot of realtors. I've talked to a lot of lenders, home sellers, home buyers, people in the title, escrow, inspection, uh, appraisal. I mean, there are so many moving parts when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. If you have questions, if we can help you, point you in the right direction, we're glad to do it because we're none of those people. We just work with them. We are not realtors, lenders, title, escrow, appraisers, inspectors, and so forth. No, we give real estate advice for our radio show. We know a lot of great contacts. So you can trust us that we'll point you in the right direction, and we have no financial interest in the directions we point you. Great information, great contacts. At Sage International, we're here for you. A lot of people across the country are struggling the same way looking to buy a home in their particular community, and they're looking for ways to get an advantage. So the first thing I recommend to our listeners, to anybody that calls me, is to really look at your area and how it compares against other parts of the country. People that have lived here in northern Nevada for many years, maybe all of their lives, they kind of find it hard to understand and believe that Reno, Nevada is a high-priced market. I'm talking about high price market because when you look at the median sales prices all across the country and you average them out, that median sales price is about $200,000 less than it is here in the Reno-Sparks area. As you get to Fernley, Nevada, you get a little closer to that that national average of median sales price, but you're still a little bit above. But that is one of the big keys is to buy where you find great value. I mean, theoretically, if you see the exact same house in Reno, Nevada, that you see in Fernley, Nevada, or in Beaver, Utah, or in Fort Morgan, Colorado, or in Idalia, Kansas, I mean, same house, same house, same exact house. The only difference is the location. Sure, a realtor will tell you that those are the three most important parts of a real estate transaction. Ask them sometime. They'll tell you location, location, location. Well, I have a new three-term most important word in the real estate transaction. Price, price, and price. Because if it's all the same house, at some point, the location is not the most critical factor. It's the price. But still, People are looking to find any kind of an advantage in every market 
in order to be able to pull the trigger on the home that they want to purchase. So more and more home buyers are using cash to gain an edge in this super hot market. You see, a lot of people understand that sellers, well, they don't want to have any problems when they're looking to do a transaction with a buyer because those sellers are probably in line to move, to buy another house, to do a lot of things that are dependent upon the sale of this house. So when somebody makes an offer to buy their house and they're getting a mortgage, well, they have to wonder, geez, is, this, is their mortgage going to go through? Are they really going to be qualified? Is the lender going to change their guidelines? And now with raising interest rates, there's always a chance that somebody that is pre-approved for a mortgage today may not be pre-approved tomorrow. As those interest rates go up, it's knocking out a lot of people from their pre-approval situation. Higher payments, I mean, there, there might be a way to tweak it and adjust it by maybe paying off another debt or getting rid of an obligation, but they're moving so fast now that many people, they're actually just giving up when they are no longer pre-qualified to purchase a home at the price that they thought they needed to purchase that home. So what do they do? Well, if they have cash, the best thing that they could do in many cases is to offer cash for the home that they want to buy. That means that the sellers don't have to wait around for the lender to approve their mortgage, or they don't have to worry that high interest rates and rising interest rates are going to throw the deal off track halfway through the transaction. Remember, these sellers are probably buying another home themselves, and they have an obligation to close on time or they have movers coming on a certain date and they want to make sure when those movers show up that they actually have sold their house. There are a lot of moving parts. So that is the way that many people are getting deals done. Some buyers say that they could no way have financed a situation for all cash because they didn't have cash. But what they do is they talk to friends, family members, and sometimes those friends and family members can help them gather a certain amount of cash together so that they can make a good substantial offer. Other times, there are companies across the country that will help you get pre-approved for a mortgage with their company, and then they will essentially be able to offer a cash deal to the seller of the home that you're looking for. Doesn't that sound exciting? Imagine that, being able to make an offer for cash on the purchase of a home even though you don't have the cash. One company I was checking out offers cash in the, in, in the setup of their mortgage to the home buyers so that they can essentially make that cash offer. And then if the cash offer is accepted, that same company converts that purchase into a mortgage. Hmm. Sounds kind of neat, right? Well, there are certain people that are making great strides by working with this company. One of them is called Better.com. One, co one couple I talked to had this company designated as their mortgage lenders, and their company's brokerage affiliate was able to place a cash offer on the home that the buyer wanted so that they wouldn't actually have their whole cash of their own cash, but they could essentially pose as having their own cash because Better.com offered to do this for them. Now, 
after they make that offer, cash offer, then the home buyers, of course, have to settle up with that mortgage lender. And the way they do it is that all they have to do is continue with the mortgage with that company, and they will convert that cash offer into a mortgage. If for some reason the buyers decide, well, we did the cash offer, I know you got it in line, but I've got another mortgage lender I want to use, there's a fee that they have to pay to Better.com. It's essentially 2.5% of the home's purchase price. Now, that can be huge depending on the purchase price of your home, but still, it does give you a little bit more opportunity and horsepower as you move forward in purchasing your home. Best way, of course, is always with cash, and many people know that. Many, in fact, investors know that. In fact, last year, about 75% of all of the purchases by investors were paid for in cash, according to Redfin Corporation. Investing typically to buy homes and then reselling them or renting these homes. But many of these buyers, they are paying cash because some of them can afford uh, to pay cash, and many times they end up paying less because there's less pressure from the seller uh, to look at other bids, cash deals essentially really stand apart on their own. About 19% of cash buyers recently reported going over their budget, though, in 2021. So even then, when they make an offer, sometimes the sellers are still looking for more money, or maybe they got a higher offer, regardless of whether it was a cash offer or a mortgage offer. But get this. Even though about 19% of these cash buyers had to go over the budget last year, 30% of all the other groups, people that are getting mortgages, they had to go over asking price. So it's more likely if you're doing a cash offer that the seller is going to look at that and not ask for more money because in many ways, time is even more valuable than cash. A guaranteed buy and sell of a deal for cash is better than a maybe buy and sell deal later as long as the mortgage is approved, as long as interest rates stay low, as long as there are no major changes in the family situation. There are so many things that can happen. So think about this. If you can find a way to gather cash when you are looking to purchase a home, and then two, if you are able to purchase a home in a market that's lower priced or just adjacent to where you want to live and is lower priced, you could not only save thousands of dollars on the monthly payment, you'll save thousands of dollars when you get into the program, into the mortgage, into the home. It could really be a major difference in your life. And let's face it, the way home prices are going up in value, homes are going up in value, homes are going up in price, Many people do a cash deal to purchase a home. Then they take a cash-out refine, and that way they are still now having a mortgage on their home, but they don't have all of their cash tied up in the purchase of the home because they paid for it in cash, and now they're just sitting around. It doesn't really work like that. Use a good mind, a good leader, a good partner, a good mentor. Somebody is going to help you purchase your home. I think that doing a cash deal is a great way to consider buying your home. If you want other ideas, we're going to be back on the air again next week. Same time, same station. Please tell your friends and family that we're going to be here. In the meantime, we have more on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Remember the heat from last summer? Remember how the sun can damage your flooring, furniture, and window coverings? Energy efficiency meets style and comfort when you get SunTech Solar Screening for your windows or sliding doors. You get more comfort and you save money with SunTech. Call for a free estimate, 352-9396. Get SunTech Solar Screening, 352-9396. Or go online, suntechsolarscreens.com. Call SunTech Solar Screening. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency Head Start or Early Head Start Program. Hi, my name is Brandi Dunbar and I've lived here in Reno my entire life. I've worked for childcare for the last 17 years and I just started working at CSA about a year ago and I absolutely love it. Here at CSA, teachers have more time to plan, more time to teach, and more time to play. Call 786-6023. Next time on the Sherry Hill Show, I'm going to talk with Adam Mendler and we're going to talk about how leaders have had to deal with one disruptive challenge after another and what you can do to overcome any obstacle. Tune in to the Sherry Hill Show Monday at 1130 a.m. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning in to our show today. A lot of our listeners are real estate investors. And when you own real estate as an investor, guess what? You're an entrepreneur. You're in the business world. You have to manage your rental property and think about your investment just like if you have a business. You have issues like taxes. You have issues like property maintenance. You have issues with potential tenants. Whether you have a residential property or commercial property, you need to make sure that you are structured as a company, not just a private individual that owns real estate, but as a company so that you can protect yourself and your family against the flaming arrows of business ownership, taxes, lawyers and more taxes so who do you talk to i recommend sherry hill from sage international sherry is 30 years in business of helping people who are real estate investors or business owners just like you if you want to get started in the right direction visit the website sageintl.com and tell her peter sent you Today, we're talking about real estate, home prices, and, you know, the outlook for owning real estate if you're currently a renter, somebody who is wanting to buy a primary residence, but you just can't keep up with the inflation, higher interest rates every day, and the demand for homes causes a lot of problems all across the country, even more so here in northern Nevada. The housing boom of the past two years has launched the United States home prices to record highs all across America. 
But in many cities, the red-hot market hasn't yet brought back prices to where they stood 15 years ago. You see, prices fell so hard during the subprime crisis or climbed back so gradually in these cities that we're talking about that the current buying wave is only beginning to make even a homeowner who bought there during the last boom wonder. That status applies to 477 U.S. cities where the typical home value at the end of April was still below the peak levels from the housing boom in the early 2000s. Now, that's according to an analyst group by Zillow, and that is for the uh, publication of the Wall Street Journal. You see, home values in Detroit, Flint, Michigan, and Hartford, Connecticut were among those below the peak Zillow found by using its home value estimates. The cities, including Chicago, Cleveland, and Newark, New Jersey, typical home values there only exceeded their pre-crisis peaks for the first time in April. Now, the values in the analysis aren't adjusted for inflation, which means that accounting for inflation, the number of homes that we're talking about are still below peak levels. In fact, if they accounted for inflation, they would meet much higher. Now, the economic recovery since 2007 through 2009's recession has really been uneven, with some cities thriving with high-paying tax jobs and soaring home values, while other cities have been struggling dramatically. Even as remote work during the COVID-19 pandemic enabled more workers to live anywhere they wanted to, the population has grown in cities like Austin, Texas, and Phoenix, but has continued to shrink in some cities like Detroit and Cleveland. If you're working remotely or you want to work more remotely, you might want to be looking at some of these cities that we're talking about to consider home ownership. Like I've said, everything moves up and down. Right now, these homes, these cities rather, offer home values that are unbelievable compared to other parts of the country like northern Nevada. The laggards of the cities we're talking about, they represent only a fraction of the overall population, in part because the population of many of the cities that have yet to reach their pre-crisis peaks are relatively small. More than 400 of the cities have typical home values that are at least 80% of their pre-crisis peaks, according to Zillow. That means rising home values could push many above their former peaks this spring and summer. To slow the return to former peaks, however, highlights the decline or stagnation of a surprising number of American communities. You wonder, what is stagnation? I remember I heard that term for the very first time. I believe it was in 1982. President Carter said the word stagflation way back then when we were experiencing much of what we are today. High inflation prices, troubles with people who want to buy homes because then interest rates for a typical first mortgage were somewhere around 12%. And interest rates for second mortgages were at about 16%. Unbelievable, you might say, compared to today's rates, which are hovering right now just over 5% for a first mortgage. If you think things are tough now that they've gone up a couple of points, just think about what it was like back in the early 80s. So President Carter, he was the one that said that stagflation was one of the issues that we have to contend with. A surprising number of American communities are experiencing that very thing. 
The growth that we're seeing since 2006 has very much been a growth that's associated with rising inequities, says a writer, a professor of real estate from the finance, from the University of Pennsylvania's Wharton School. She says, for homeowners, this has been a period of immense wealth appreciation, but in these cities and metros we're talking about, homeowners have not participated in that to the same extent. The current boom has been unusually widespread, with home prices rising rapidly and buyers competing in bidding wars in big cities, small towns. The typical home value nationwide recently stood at $344,141 in April. Now, that is up 58% from the April 2007 peak of $218,148. That's, again, according to Zillow. But in Detroit, a typical home is currently valued recently at $66,015 at the end of April, and that is below the city's August 2006 peak of 74180 Detroit is starting to sound a lot more attractive. You know, the Motor City, Motown, close to the Great Lakes. Think about it. If you could find a way to continue your work, if you're working anywhere, but you can continue remotely, or if you can find a great deal on unemployment in Detroit, you would be like a rich person, a rich person, instantly just by moving to Detroit. Because when you look at the typical value of a home right now, it's somewhere between sixty-six and $70,000. Now, look at this. In Chicago, the typical home value of $315,196 in this past April is just above the city's 2007 peak of $314,970. So, especially adjusted for inflation or stagflation, some owners who bought in these cities during the last peak still might be unlikely to sell for a profit today. And I know the reason. If they're living there, if they're living in Detroit, if they're living in Chicago, they have found a way to not only survive, but to be successful in their cities. They have an income, they have a job, and then they have such low home prices when they're looking to buy a home that they have a huge advantage over the average person across the country, especially if you're talking about people who live in high-priced areas like Northern California and Northern Nevada. We are approximately $200,000 more expensive for the median home price here in northern Nevada than we are anywhere across the country. And if you find some of these low-priced cities across the country where you can invest in real estate either by buying a primary residence or by buying investment property, you could have huge, huge gains down the road. Earlier, I talked about how things are likely to change as we move toward the end of the fourth quarter of 2022. And why would I say that? Well, you look at the political climate. In 2022, it's pretty safe bet to say that everything, everything in our lives involves politics because it's politicians 
that have changed our economy dramatically over the course of the last two years. It's politicians that have printed billions and billions of dollars, hey, let's make that trillions of dollars, that has caused this massive surge of inflation. It is the policies of our current administration over the course of the last two years when it comes to the federal government that has taken us from an energy-independent country to an energy-begging country, pleading with OPEC nations, pleading with communist nations to provide more oil. Our current administration is so hell-bent on moving us to an all-electric world They don't think about the fact that it takes a lot of fossil fuels to generate an all-electric world. And what about the cost of electric vehicles? Can the average American really afford an American-made or foreign-made electric vehicle? And when you do, how far can you travel in an electric vehicle? I've talked to people that have taken trips across the country or tried to take trips across the country in an electric vehicle. It's getting crazy. I believe that this fall, things are going to change. When we have a new cycle of elections, it's called the midterm elections, and we're going to see a change, a likely change in the U.S. Congress and Senate. And when that happens, we may likely see a return or a start to the return of lower gas prices, of lower interest rates, and of taming inflation. So don't be despaired if you can't find a home within your price range to purchase today. You have two options, Chicago, Detroit, many other small cities across the country that have lower home prices, or play the waiting game just for a few months more. Because by the time we get to the fourth quarter, you may see a more positive outlook when it comes to buying real estate for primary residence or investment purposes. When we come back, we have more on Nevada Real Estate Radio, and I want to talk a little bit more about that couple that tried to take that trip across the country in an electric vehicle. We'll be right back. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency Head Start or Early Head Start programs. Hi, my name is Alyssa. I am new to Community Services Agency of Reno. I have a great teaching career at Head Start and Early Head Start, and I just absolutely love working here. Call 775-786-6023 or visit the website csareno.org. We were talking a little bit about electric vehicles and how that seems to be the big focus of the current federal administration without even any consideration, it seems like, to those of us who are not interested in electric vehicles. They are so expensive to purchase, first of all. And then, have you ever considered what it's really like 
when you own an electric vehicle, or a lot of the people I talk to that own electric vehicles, they own one electric vehicle, and they might have another one or two or three typical gas, carbon-emitting vehicles, right? The gas and oil that's here, that's easy to get, that is basically inexpensive, or it used to be up until about two years ago. That economy that we're focused on and talking about that is driving prices up on everything because everything is costing more because of the high fuel prices, the shortages that we're experiencing are in many ways a result of the high fuel prices. It's just driving many people batty. How are they going to do it? So you think, well, well, let's hear a story about somebody who owns an electric vehicle. I did recently, and it is amazing. The title of her story was 2,013 Miles, No Gas, Many Hassles. You see, a reporter from New Orleans recently drove to Chicago and back to test the feasibility of taking a road trip in in an electric vehicle. Well, this reporter spent more time charging than she did sleeping. At first, she said she thought it would be fun when her friend asked her to drive to and from Chicago from New Orleans in an an electric car. Sales of pure and hybrid plug-ins have doubled in the U.S. this last year. They're up to over 650,000, which is about 4% of the total market, according to database EV volumes. More than half of car buyers say they want their next car to be an electric vehicle, according to a recent report by Ernest & Young Global. Well, she aimed to make this 2,000-mile trip in just under four days, battery range of about 310 miles. She plotted a course splitting her days into four chunks of about seven and a half hours each, figuring she'd need to charge once or twice each day and plug in near the hotel overnight. After dinner at a fast food restaurant and uh, slowing down her whole plan to travel that fast, a couple hours later, 80% full. She was worried about the time it would take to unplug and get to the car and all that just to get another 40 minutes in her in her traffic to get to the next stop. Well, it was starting to drive her crazy. And then the troubles really began to mount when they couldn't find a wall-mounted charger at a Kia dealership as they moved north to Meridian, Mississippi. That's the state's seventh largest city and home of country music legend Jimmy Rogers. Well, she talked to a mechanic at the SUV uh, dealership a few feet away from where she was, and he said he didn't know how he could help her. He pointed her to the front desk. Well, the receptionist check, and she sends out a technician. Well, not many people use the charger, he tells her, and she could soon see why. Once up and running, the dashboard tells us a full charge will take where she's currently at from 18% to 100%. It's going to take three hours. Can you imagine waiting three hours at a gas station? You've got to wait three hours to charge your electric vehicle, at least at this stop. So, it turns out that not all fast chargers live up to their name. To be considered fast, a charger has to be capable of 24 kilowatts. The fastest chargers can pump out up to 350. The charger that she had to deal with in Meridian, Mississippi said it met the standard, but it has trouble getting over 20 kilowatts. So even among fast chargers, there are different level chargers with different charging speeds. And the worst case is that a 30-minute walk to downtown restaurants that she took, well, it actually took her almost three hours. 
to get back on the road. By the time she reached her next station, which was a dealership in Birmingham, Alabama, they were already late, dramatically late, to their next stop, and they still had 200 miles to go. There, fortunately, the charge only lasted an hour, and she was able to get back on the street. But the dealership, before she left, told her that the charges were upgraded to 54 kilowatt hours a few weeks earlier because, let's face it, it's a 2022 Mercedes EQ class vehicle that they were talking about that they wanted to primarily charge. Now, everyone's concern is how far can you get on a full charge? Well, this mechanic told her that he would trade in his car for an electronic vehicle tomorrow if he could afford the $102,000 price tag for that vehicle. So just because it would be convenient for me and I work here, I don't know if I could do that just yet, he said. A customer who was there and had just bought a new BMW said he would consider an EV one day, but only again if the price drops. He said, you remember how expensive DVD players were when they first came out? Well, the prices were real high, but the older they are and the cheaper they get, well, same kind of thing. As more electronic vehicles get built, it's very likely they'll be more affordable. Well, that didn't help our reporter who was still on that 2013-mile trip. It's just an amazing thing to think about because, for the most part, everybody is right when they talk about charging infrastructure. It takes at least half an hour And in many cases, it takes up to three hours. While she was on this charging trip, she talked to a lady who was traveling between Louisville, Kentucky and Boulder, Colorado. And she was saying that she was told that maybe it would be better to fly. And she says, no, no, no. I'm going to take my new electronic vehicle. And if I have to charge in the middle of the night and if they're going to come and get me, I will defend myself. Well, that's the first thing I'm concerned about. Some of these lonely charging stations in the middle of of the night. At another place where she stopped in Indianapolis, she met a gentleman and he was waiting for his Ford Mustang to charge. And uh, he drives it all over the northern part of the state, he says. He figured in the last nine months he put about 30,000 miles in the car and he figures he saved thousands of dollars in gas. That day, the charge for the reporter was about $15. And as they pulled in finally to Chicago at nine o'clock, having made that planned trip which was for seven and a half hours. It took them 12 hours to get there just for that leg. So sometimes people say they're just going to risk it and see if they can get as far as they can until that vehicle charges dead and there's nothing left. Well, rather than getting towed, uh, she figured out she couldn't make it even more than 200 miles on a full charge. So highway driving doesn't really benefit you as much in the car's regenerative braking technology, she said, because that braking technology uses energy generated in slowing down to help the car recharge its battery. So she figured rather that her car maybe wasn't really the same car that she thought she had rented. It did not have 310 miles worth of charge available on the battery, but mostly it was about 250 miles. So when she rented the car, she didn't know exactly which model it was, and that made a big difference, big difference in how she got mileage out of one charge. She said the factors such as average highway speed, altitude changes, total cargo weight, they all impact the range much more so than gas vehicles. 
it's whether it's a fully charged battery or a minimal charged battery, it drains a lot faster when you have those things in mind. To save power, in fact, she turned off the car's cooling system, the radio, they unplugged their phones, and lowered the windshield wipers to the lowest speed when it was raining just to be able to get to where they were going. Just a few miles away from one of the charging stations, they had one mile of estimated range, and the vehicle puts out an urgent flashing light that says, Charge urgently. Zero miles, it said. They flew into that gas station as fast as they could because they did not want to miss that charging station before they ran out of juice. Kind of funny. Speeding up to fuel up, it just doesn't make sense. Well, after tearing around, heading back, dealing with much of the same things, she started to think that maybe four hours of sleep, in some ways, is better than none. And if you have to do that, by constantly charging and taking longer on your trip, that's absolutely, that's what she'll do. The last leg, they figured 11 hours should be plenty of time for the trip. It would normally take about half that long in a gas vehicle. That's, of course, if everything went right. And she was pressed for the and prepared for the worst. But miraculously and fortunately, everything did go well. They stopped at a local fast food restaurant at about 6 o'clock. And the charger that they plugged in filled up their battery pretty quickly. The dealership they talked to, they uh, unlocked the charger, helped her out. They finally got back into New Orleans about 30 minutes before their deadline to get back to work. The next week, this reporter went to fill up their other car, a Jetta, at a local gas station. Now, at that time, gas was $4.08 a gallon. And here's how she put it. I inhaled deeply, and the gas fumes never smelled so sweet. You need some aggravation in your life? Think about taking a long trip, long trip, in an electric vehicle. I recommend you take your camping equipment as well. Tell your family, tell your loved ones to tune in. We're on the air again next week. Same time, same station. We want to help Maple people make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. Until then, goodbye, everybody. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Next time on the Sherry Hill Show, I'm going to talk with Adam Mendler, and we're going to talk about how leaders have had to deal with one disruptive challenge after another and what you can do to overcome any obstacle. Tune in to The Sherry Hill Show, Monday at 1130 a.m.